The New Grad Physio podcast is hosted by Andy Barker, consultant MSK and sports physiotherapist, private practice owner and the founder of The New Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously worked in his dream role at the Leeds Rhinos as the head of physio and rehab, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes and within professional rugby, football and dance whilst running his own group of private practice clinics. He started the new grad physio to help student and new grad therapists just like you overcome the specific challenges you face at the start of your therapy career, helping you to dodge the common pitfalls that can cause confusion and overwhelm with your clinical practice and stop you getting the patient results and the jobs or promotions you deserve. This podcast will deliver you actionable advice, will help you make sense of your patient assessments, reason your treatments and patient rehab to get results well beyond your level of experience. You will also discover what you need to do to open doors, to create opportunities for yourself, so you can enjoy the best possible start to life as a new grad physio. So, let's get started. So, the acromioclavicular joint, or what's commonly known as the AC joint, is a pretty simple joint in your shoulder. The AC joint is a plain synovial joint, and there's very little movement that actually goes on at this particular joint. It's the I guess the joint between the clavicle or your collarbone and the shoulder or your acromion, hence the name acromioclavicular joint. It has no direct muscle attachments and only has two ligaments. So you've got your acromioclavicular ligament sits on the top of the joint and then you've got your coracoclavicular ligaments, which are composed of the conoid and trapezoid ligaments. So you've got ligament on the top, ligaments also underneath. Yet, despite it being so simple, AC joint injuries can be a big problem Often they can be quite persistent and take actually quite a long time to settle down. There's a massive risk of re-injury and aggravation, particularly with patients or athletes that are involved in any sort of upper body lifting and, and shifting. So things in you know, lifting the gym, particularly you know, pressing movements, overhead movements, patients that you might see with manual jobs, and particularly in sport, and particularly in sports that involve some degree of contact. Athletes in these environments can have, you know, AC joint problems that go on for for weeks, months, and even even years in some cases. There are also an injury at the shoulder that can sometimes be missed and often often misdiagnosed as another problem, like a problem to the glenohumeral joint, or even sometimes muscular problems like an upper trap or say levator scapular muscle problem. I've seen this firsthand in sport and I actually got caught out myself once with a professional rugby player and I don't mind admitting that. I, I thought he had what looked to be a simple AC joint injury. I actually been able to manage him quite well and he got back. I don't think he actually missed any, any sort of game, maybe a little bit of training earlier in the week. However, he just continued to have sort of a problem, struggled with his shoulder a little bit. It was affecting him in the gym, training and sort of games. We were padding it up for games. He was getting through games, games well and it wasn't affecting his sort of performance. But over a number of weeks, it wasn't really, even you know, despite him continuing to train and play and, and exercise and obviously keep getting whacked in the shoulder being a professional rugby player, something just didn't seem right to me. So I actually ended up getting him 
um, sent for some imaging. He had an X-ray and, and an MR, and he actually had a, a small distal clavicle fracture. It was actually missed on the X-ray, but picked up on the on the sort of MRI. And you know, on reflection, when I look back, when I look back at this particular injury at the time, there were probably a couple of things that, a couple of signs that probably could have told me that it wasn't just a simple AC joint injury. I actually thought it was just because obviously he was continuing to train and play and that's why it wasn't settling. I thought that was the, the main, I guess, reasoning, which would be, you know, um, I guess, well-reasoned in, in many respects because he was a professional rugby player, he had an AC joint injury and he was continually whacking his shoulder uh, in training in games, lifting weights, etc. Uh, and despite all the great management we sort of put in place in terms of modifying what he was doing, modifying his training, his contacts, almost daily treatment and sort of rehab, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't improving at the, at the rate I would have hoped for. And ultimately, he had something else going on. He had that small distal clavicle fracture and it didn't change too much of his management, but was a, a bit of a... Um, kicking the teeth for me you know you always want to do a great job by the patients and athletes that you work with and, and finding a, an accurate diagnosis is a big part of what we do as therapists and in this example you know I wasn't able able to do that but I guess you guess you live and learn but what I want to go through in this particular podcast episode is to share with you a couple of tips and things that maybe I should have seen with this particular player plus another tip to help you avoid a similar mistake to, that I made to help you nail your shoulder AC joint assessment so you can correctly diagnose an AC joint injury and know how to rule out other issues in the same area. So it's probably no uh, surprise the first tip I'm going to talk about or what I'm going to talk about is about ruling out a fracture. That's something obviously in that example uh, as a new grad I wasn't able to do well. So I messed that up and in terms of I guess fractures in or around the AC joint, the most common fractures you're going to see are either a fracture to the collarbone or the clavicle or actually to the shoulder itself or the acromion. So these sit either side of the AC joint. The mechanism of injury for an AC joint injury and also say a clavicle injury or an acromion um, injury or fracture are exactly the same. So it just makes, I guess, perfect sense. And it's also good practice with if you're dealing with any possible or probable AC joint injury that you rule out a fracture to either the clavicle and also the acromion. After all, you know, the AC joint is the joint between those two structures, between the acromion, between the clavicle, hence its name. And it's not uncommon to get injuries to both these structures or all these structures. It's quite you know, common you can get an AC joint injury with a clavicle fracture or an AC joint injury with an acromion fracture. So again, it's good practice. It makes perfect sense and it's pretty logical to... Um, to rule out a, a possible you know, fracture to these areas. And it's quite easy to do. So the most obvious thing that you are going to see is an obvious deformity to either of those, bo the, those bones. So the clavicle or the acromion um, is a telltale sign that there may be a proper fracture there. Crepitus on palpation of either the clavicle or the acromion or really pinpoint tenderness. Um, away from the AC joint itself, but over those structures of either the clavicle or the chromium, again, can be, be a, a feature of 
uh, a fracture to either of those sort of structures. And again, an AC joint injury that maybe does not fit an AC joint pattern. So they maybe have pain in certain movements or positions that you might not expect. And we'll talk about sort of range of movement testing uh, in a second. So again, these are the type of things, um, deformity, crepitus on palpation, like pinpoint tenderness, and also, I guess, movement patterns that might not always coincide with what would be, a, I guess, a, a normal AC joint pattern might make you suspect there's something else going on and maybe a possible fracture. If you're in any doubt, you know, they're easy, you know, most injuries, uh, most fractures to so the clavicle and the chromium, you know, if they're, if they're any sort of, um, you know, of any sort of severity, you can um, pick those up quite easily with an x-ray. So if in doubt, you know, send your patient athlete, you know, to where you need to get an x-ray or if you're working in a professional sports setting or private practice setting or they've got private medical insurance or whatever it might be going through through those channels but refer them on for an x-ray there's a second bit i wanted to talk about was really again this is a real common error not only in shoulder assessments but in any type of joint assessments where new grads will often rush through the simple parts of their objective testing and particularly range of movement testing so we know the ac joint will be stressed in different positions and different movements compared to the glenohumeral joint so we know with the glenohumeral joint that most issues will you know are some of the issues you can pick up during that sort of range of movement testing will happen usually between that sort of 80 to 120 degrees of shoulder flexion or abduction that's what we call that, that painful arc where we get sort of symptoms in between there. Whereas AC joint issues are commonly seen at the end ranges of shoulder flexion and shoulder abduction. So again, 160 degrees to sort of 180 degrees in those two movements. And with the AC joint, particularly with the movement of um, horizontal adduction, which is a movement when you bring your arm sort of across your Body. The big issue that I see with many new grads and also students on placements is they are far too keen to rush through the early part of the shoulder assessments, particularly range of movement testing, to get to those, I guess, sexy bits at the end, those special tests that you're going to do. You think you've got an AC joint, you know, probably going to do a scarf test, you're going to do an O'Brien's test, whatever else you might do. But you can pick up so much really good information from the simple tests simple range of movement testing and if you think about getting your patient to reach across their body which is horizontal adduction that's a range of movement test but it also doubles up as your scarf test so if you actually do a really thorough range of movement short shoulder assessment you might find that you don't actually need to do you know as many or if not you know any special tests by the time you get to the end of your objective assessment because you've actually incorporated those as part of your range of movement testing. So again, if you do you know, flexion, abduction, um, your rotations at your sort of shoulder, and then you do a you know, arm across the, the body test or horizontal adduction test, because the information that you've, I guess, got from your patient, the subjective, is, is maybe you think they may possibly have an AC joint injury, that would be an appropriate time to do that test. And again, when you get to the end of your assessment, you don't need to do a scarf test because you've already done it 
as part of your range of movement testing. So that's not only going to cut, I guess, time out for you, it's going to stop you doing needless tests. Again, that's probably going to aggravate your, your patient's symptoms and still, you know, you'll be confident that you're actually able to, um, you know, get the right diagnosis and you'll be, you know, confident in yourself and to be able to tell your patient that, you know, they've got an AC joint injury or not. The final bit is all about palpation. So AC joint, the AC joint itself is really easy to palpate. AC joint injuries will always be sore to palpate. So this part of the assessment is a really key part of your objective assessment because this will help you to, to confirm alongside what you found in your subjective assessment and the other parts of your objective assessment if you're dealing with an AC joint injury or not. This makes a massive assumption that you've got I guess, good anatomy knowledge and also you're able to palpate and actually find the AC joint itself. The clavicle and the acromion are also two bones that can be easily sort of palpated through the skin. So it means that, I guess, as far as AC joint injuries go and injuries around the area, sort of the clavicle and also the acromion, that your palpation skills are a, are a great tool to have in regards to diagnosing an AC joint shoulder injury or injury both to uh, or either to the clavicle or the acromion. This is really going to be helpful for you to identify the right patient or athlete diagnosis and you to work out if you're dealing with an AC joint problem or either a clavicle or acromion problem you know, as part of um, your assessment, the palpation skills, your ability to palpate that area is going to be a you know, key part of your objective assessment. So just to bring the podcast to a close, there's probably three three big errors that I see a lot of students, a lot of new grads make in regards specifically to the AC joint. So the first thing is really important that you need to rule out fracture to either the clavicle and or the acromion. If you do suspect a problem with the ACJ, then just, just make this common practice in, in what you do in terms of your assessments. And if you suspect something might be going on, doesn't fit a normal sort of pattern, or you're picking up, you know, crepitus or an obvious deformity, or you're, you're unsure if it looks like a bit of, you know, deformity to those bones, send them for an X-ray. Secondly, do not rush simple range of movement testing. So the simple range of movement testing, flexion, abduction particularly, is going to help you differentiate between whether you're working with an AC joint or a glenohumeral joint injury. And the movement of horizontal adduction is going to stress the AC joint. So again, that can form part of your range of movement testing, but also double up as your, I guess, range of movement scarf test, if you want to call it that. Then finally, you need to make sure that your anatomy and palpation skills are on point. The AC joint and also the clavicle and acromion, the joints that sit either side of the joint, are very superficial. You know, you can palpate them through the skin. And again, that's going to form a, a big part and an important part of your AC joint assessment. Just finally, if you want to know a bit more about the shoulder, if you haven't already, please check out my most popular and most downloaded shoulder resource my shoulder pdf it's completely free you can get it at newgraphphysio.com it's titled five breakthrough steps to confidently treat the shoulder right every time avoid mistakes and stop you feeling less adequate than other new grads 
If you missed the URL for this free PDF, you'll catch it in the podcast outro. If you do have any problems getting access to the PDF or whatever else, or you have any specific questions about anything I've covered in this particular podcast episode, then please reach out to me on social media. I'm usually at newgradphysio on Instagram, Facebook. I'm uh, Andy Barker on LinkedIn. Just finally, I just want to say thanks for joining me on this week's podcast episode. And if I don't speak to you um, between now and then, I will speak to you again soon on the next episode of the new Grad Physio podcast. Thanks for listening to the new Grad Physio podcast. Before you head off, I just wanted to make sure you did not miss this. Alongside his podcast, Andy posts a weekly blog on his website, www.newgradphysio.com You can access all his blogs and loads more resources like his recent PDF The 5 Breakthrough Steps to Confidently Treat the Shoulder Right Every Time Avoid Mistakes and Stop You Feeling Less Adequate Than Other New Grads This is Andy's most popular resource and has already been accessed by thousands of therapists just like you To get a copy of this PDF or to get more information about Andy's upcoming courses, or find out more about his new Grad Physio membership, head to www.newgradphysio.com. Have a great day, and we will catch you on the next podcast episode.